What's up, maniacs? My name is Sky Menhart, and you are listening to a re a re upload and a re record of um this podcast because something went wrong with the audio. And honestly, I'm not a professional audio editor, and I don't have any experience with this. Um, so please forgive me for always fucking it up. But you know, we live and we learn, and I tried not to let it ruin my morning. But thank you, Sushi Pie on Instagram, for letting me know. Anyway. So today I'm talking about mushrooms and drug safety, and I wanted to make this episode because recently I've been dipping my toe into the mushroom pool, and when I say that, I mean I'm doing microdose, I'm microdosing, and really, you know, not regularly, maybe once every two months or something. I've only done it twice at this point. But before I get into it, I just want to say that before I did the mushrooms, I really did my research and made sure that they were safe for me to take. And I took the time to, I didn't talk with my doctor before I took them because I haven't met with him yet this month, but I did make sure that it was okay for me to take them and it wouldn't interact with my medication in a bad way. And I think that's one of the things you need to be aware of if you do take psychiatric medications, if you have bipolar disorder, anxiety, or depression, and you want to use substances, just taking that moment before, even if it's just a moment and making sure, looking it up, making sure it's safe for you, talking with your doctor, whatever that looks like for you. But I think the whole issue, and I want to talk about substance use in this episode because you know, I smoke weed, sometimes I drink, um, and like I said, I've been taking a few mushrooms, and I've been microdosing, and trying to be safe, but I think it's always important when it comes to substance use, whether you take medication or not, just to be aware of how much you're using, how it's affecting you, how it's making you feel, um, why you're using, your motivation, what times you're using, just being aware of all of this can be really helpful so that you don't fall into a substance abuse issue. I know a lot of people who have bipolar disorder, myself included, struggle with addiction issues. I've been addicted to clonopin and alcohol before in my life, and I've, um, you know, overcome the those addictions. But I think with weed, I'm still addicted to weed and using it regularly and um, to the point that I'm going to be taking a break here soon. And alcohol can get me into trouble sometimes and I regret it. But I think just having that awareness whenever you are using substances is so essential and so key to the whole process. Because sometimes we can get into these holes where we're avoiding feeling our feelings, where we are using substances to improve our mood because we need them because we're dependent on them and so just recognizing that if you have that issue within yourself and looking at you know why am I using this substance right now I try to do that with weed a lot like why do I want to smoke right now just pausing before I start to use and say okay what am I why am I using right now is it to relax and, un- and unwind is it to help me you know motivate me to do my chores like what's the what's the motivation behind my substance use at this moment and I think becoming aware of that can really help you in the future and help you get on top of substance abuse issues before they start, right? Because it's all it's all about prevention. Most of the stuff we do to take care of ourselves is to prevent a mood episode, to prevent substance abuse issues, to prevent a bad experience, to prevent a bad trip. 
And just taking that moment before you use and saying, okay, how can I make this a good experience for myself? And then if you have a negative experience, it's all about doing the damage control. Okay, what can I do to make myself feel better? And so I wanted to share a few tips that I have uh, when you're using substances and how you can stay safe and have a good time and what to do if things do get out of control. Because I think we've all had that moment, you know, whether whatever drug you're doing. (laughs) whatever your vice is, whatever your substance of choice is, for me it's weed. And I've I've had that experience where I've gotten a little too high and I start to have anxiety. And there have been times where the panic attack has happened and, and, you know, maybe that's because of the quality of the weed. I noticed that when I started getting better weed, um, those panic attacks stopped happening. And by the way, I live in a state where marijuana is legalized, so this is all legal. But with you know, in those moments when you're having that heightened anxiety from a substance, maybe, there are things you can do to stop a panic attack from happening. And that's what I want to share with you some tips for that. Number one, obviously, whenever you're using any kind of substance, but I would say especially alcohol and drugs, whatever it may be, it's really important to stay hydrated. So just making sure that you're drinking water after every after every drink, if you're drinking alcohol, I try to drink a lot of water beforehand to prevent a hangover and to give my kidneys some nice cleansing. And then if I have a drink, I will drink a glass of water afterwards just to make sure that it's going to get processed with minimal damage. And just, and with drugs, you know, it's important to help them get through your system. And by staying hydrated, you can help the drugs get through your system. And it can also prevent them from becoming too much in your bloodstream. And I really don't know the science behind it, but I'm just saying staying hydrated is always a great option. If you if you get too high, for example, whenever I was taking mushrooms, I micro, I don't know, I, I can't say if it was a microdose. It felt like a microdose experience, so I'm going to call it microdosing. But maybe I took a little more, but I think everybody has to take, you know, whatever amount works for them. But there was a moment when the trip was peaking, when I was peaking, when the psilocybin was peaking in my body, (laughs) when the effects were peaking. And I remember getting a little nervous. I was like, okay, I'm starting to feel a little too high right now. And so to stop myself from having a bad experience, I was like, okay, what can I do? I can eat something. Eating something is always good because it's going to absorb some of the substance. So if you're too high off of weed, eating something can be the best remedy if you're too high off of weed, lemon juice and black pepper are your best friends. Those can, black pepper can instantly take you down from a high, almost instantly. So if you have some black pepper, you can just put a little on your tongue. You can get the cracked black pepper, chew on one of those pepper kernels, whatever works for you. But black pepper and lemon juice are really good for you if you are having too, too much of a high from weed, if you get too high. So that's my tip for that. But eating something is always going to help bring you down a little bit. It will absorb some of the substance and start to um, bring you back into the present moment. Just the act of eating can make you more mindful. So immediately, immediately when I started to feel, oh no, I'm a little too high. This is a little too much for me. I ate a banana. I drank a glass of water and I went and I sat in my car in the sunshine and I just started to listen to music and I changed the whole mood. I said, you know what? I'm getting out of this environment. I'm going to a new place, I'm going to listen to the music, I'm going to chill out, and I'm going to have a good time and take control. It's all about taking control, and that's what I want you to know. Even when you're high on weed, even when you're you know high on mushrooms, even when you're drunk, you can still take control and choose to, maybe not so much drunk, but uh, you know, 
you can choose your experience and you can choose to take control and stop that anxiety from happening. There's always that choice, right? And it's all about pausing in those moments and just saying, and just pausing and saying, okay, what do I need right now? What does my body need right now? Just getting into the habit of listening to your body and saying, what do you need right now? Because your body will talk to you. I know that sounds a little woo-woo, but you guys, I'm woo-woo, I'm a witch. But I'm saying in those moments when you start to have anxiety, just pause and say, what does my body need? Generally, food and water are a great place to start. Eating a healthy snack that can raise your vibration spiritually, you know, I'm just going to throw that out there, but it can also bring you, you know, medically it can help you. It can help absorb the substance. It can help you feel better. That goes for drinking anything, any kind of substance you want to do. And my cat is coming up to the microphone. She might say hi. (laughs) Little Louise. I have a little cat named Louise and I've been having a lot of fun spoiling her lately because I got a new job and I have money now, finally. (laughs) And I've been enjoying myself spoiling her. Um, but anyway, I know most people like, and I'm, I'm making this episode because most people I know have done some kind of substance. Like I don't know any sober people. None of my friends are sober. Um, nobody I know at work is sober. Everybody's drinking, everybody's doing drugs. And so I wanted to make this episode to share that with you. And now I want to talk a little bit about my experience with mushrooms. So like I said, this was more of a microdose experience. Now I do take an antipsychotic. And so I think whenever I do mushrooms, I have to do a little bit more maybe than a microdose because it won't affect me if I microdose. The last time I did it in January, I only ate little three little chocolates, which was a microdose, and I didn't feel anything. I mean, I barely, it was like nothing, nothing happened. So this time I took double that, and I had a really pleasant experience. It was the first of the month. Uh, I was off work. I had gotten all my chores done. It was a very spontaneous trip. I had gotten all my chores done. My house was clean. My cat was taken care of. My Everything I had to do was done, and I I don't think I had work the next day. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to trip today. And I have this little box that I keep with my special little treasures. You know, it's my treasure box. It's my dream box. Sometimes I'll write a little wish and I'll put it in that box. And that's where I keep a little extra weed. I keep a little extra mushrooms for a rainy day. And so I took my, it was actually a mushroom chocolate bar. I took the chocolate bar and I was like, you know what? I'm going to have some. So I ate some pieces. I did double the dose that I did last time. And I was in a really good place before I did this. Now, this is what I want to emphasize. A lot of times when we do substances, now there's different different things. And I, I, I'm not talking about alcohol as much. I'm more talking about drugs because I haven't had this experience with alcohol. To me, if I'm in a bad mood, well, it depends. Because like if I'm in a bad mood and I drink, I'm probably just going to be in an even worse mood or I'm going to feel worse. I know you guys know what I mean. Like if you if you're in a really bad place and you smoke weed, you're only going to feel worse. It's only going to amplify what's already there. So I really encourage you to avoid drugs and alcohol when you're in a dark spot because it's only going to amplify those negative emotions and you're going to have a bad experience nine times out of ten in my opinion and also I'm not a professional in any sense so don't listen to anything I say blah 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 but basically the reason I think I had such a good trip is because I was in such a good mood when I took the mushrooms I was in such a good place I had taken care of all my business for the day I knew I wouldn't be needing to drive anywhere um, or go out of my house for any reason. And so I was in a really safe spot. I was in a safe place. 
and I live close to my parents, so I knew if anything went wrong, I could call somebody and have somebody there within five minutes to help me, so everything was in a good, it was all set up in a really good way. So that's something I want to mention because I think that's a really essential part of having a good experience with drugs and with alcohol. If you're in that good positive mindset, then you're going to have a good time, right? If you're in a dark negative space where you're having anxiety, you're fe- and, and, and obviously this doesn't apply in every situation, right? Because sometimes if you're having a panic attack, you need a little bit of weed to calm you down and act like a Xanax and bring you back into a, you know, a better state of mind. So it's not always the case. But I'm saying when you're having that bad day, you know, bad emotions and you know you're not going to have a good experience with it, that's when you should say, wait, I'm going to pause and wait until I'm in a better mood. I think with mushrooms, with any kind of psychedelics, that rule stands firm. Like you should not be in a bad place when you do any kind of psychedelics, right? I think that's a pretty good, fair thing to say. Um, so I had all my chores done. Like I said, everything was in a good zone and I took the mushrooms and I felt really good it took about an hour for it to kick in, and in an hour, I started to feel the effects. I nec- I didn't have amazingly trippy visuals, because it was a microdose. Sorry, my cat is, I got her this new window seat, and she's trying to tear it apart, because she can never enjoy any of the gifts I give her. She always has to destroy them, so I'm going to move to the other room. But what I'm saying is, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, it took about an hour for me to hit, for the, for the mushrooms to hit, and, and then I started to feel really creative. It kind of hit me like I would imagine a sativa hitting me, and like a sativa weed hitting me, and I started to have a really good time. Um, I actually made a few videos. I do have a little camera. Sometimes I record videos and I never post them because I'm afraid to put my face on YouTube because I've gotten some mean comments in the past and it hurt my feelings. I'm going to be real. So I was making videos. I was writing. uh, I wrote some things. um, I just had a really nice creative moment. I danced. I listened to music. And then after the trip started to peak, I called my mom. I When I was having that moment where it was getting a little too much, I was like, wait a second. I'm in control. I ate a banana. I drank a glass of water. I filled up my water bottle. I went and sat in my car. I called my mom and I was like, hey mom, will you come pick me up? Um, do you want to go on a walk? And she, and she was like, why don't you drive? And I was like, I did drugs and I need, (laughs) I was honest with her because I know my mom is not going to judge me. And I was like, honestly, I did some, I did mushrooms and I don't want to drive right now. I'm trying to be responsible. She was like, okay, cool. So she came and picked me up. We went on a beautiful nature walk and that was a really nice, that's when it started to come down. Um, when the effects started to come down and by the end of the walk, I was sober and I did smoke when I was when I first took them, I kind of smoked to make them kick in, in the first hour, and so I did use weed while I was on the mushrooms, and I feel like it was a really nice compliment, and then when I was coming down to ensure that I would have a good come down, I, I smoked a little more weed, and it was really just a pleasant experience overall, so we went out in nature, we went on this beautiful walk, and the, the sun was shining that day, it was just a beautiful day outside, and so I had a really, and it was warm, it was just a really positive experience, and I feel like it set the tone for the whole month. Like, And honestly, ever since I've done the mushrooms, I've noticed that it's a lot easier to think positively, and it is a lot easier for me to catch my paranoid thoughts before they get out of control. 
And I know that maybe sounds like the opposite of what you would think it would be, right? But I read an article that Sushi Pie sent me, and it said that um, mushrooms can act like an SSRI antidepressant. So SSRI are, are, I think they're select serotonin reuptake inhibitors, which are common antidepressants that a lot of people take, like Celexa, Luxapro, those are SSRIs, Acetylopram. And I used to take Celexa, but it actually caused me to become manic, so I stopped taking it. And since mushrooms act in this way, you can kind of understand why maybe it wouldn't be the best thing for somebody with bipolar to take mushrooms, right, if it acts like an SSRI. Typically, SSRIs are not uh, meant for people with bipolar disorder, at least bipolar 1. If you tend to become manic, likely your doctor won't put you on an SSRI. He'll find an, an alternative antidepressant for you to use, right? But in my opinion, doing mushrooms once in a while is not going to, you know, hurt me. Like I said, I haven't talked to my doctor about it, but I'm going to as soon as I meet with him next month. So I think that's another thing that is essential to substance use. If you do see a psychiatrist or if you have a primary care provider, it's really good to be honest with them about what you're going through. And I preach this all the time, uh, even though, you know, I don't always live up to it, but I'm really trying, you guys. I like this podcast because it does hold me accountable with a lot of things. And one of those things is being honest with my health care provider. And I think that's essential because your doctor ultimately knows the best they know, you know, how all these drugs work. They went to school for years and years and years to learn about interactions between medications, to learn about the diseases they treat you for. So it's really important to be open with them about your drug use so that they know how to treat you the best. And um, especially if you're on lithium, because some of these drugs, I know this for a fact, some of these drugs can lower your lithium levels. So if you're lithium level is sub-therapeutic, then it could be because of your drug use, and if you're not telling your doctor, then they they may not know why your lithium level is low, and they might treat you for something or, you know, raise it, and you might have negative side effects just because you weren't honest with them about why it could be low, right? So that's something to remember, just being open with your doctor about it. And I know it's hard because I always think, and I, I have a really great doctor right now. I'm really blessed to have a wonderful psychiatrist who I feel comfortable being open with and who I know is not going to, I always worry, you know, don't we all always worry we're going to be judged or something, but it's like, what are, they're not going to do anything. They're not going to punish you unless you have a bad psychiatrist. But if you have a nice, good, normal, run-of-the-mill psychiatrist, they're not going to judge you. They're just going to tell you what you should and shouldn't be doing. And maybe that'll be hard to hear, but ultimately you're in control of what you do and your choices, so you have to choose what you want to do for yourself because you're an autonomous individual. And your doctor can offer their opinion. But that's why it's important to be open with them so that they can treat you in the best way for you and your, and your tailored needs, right? They can tailor their treatment to your needs. So I encourage you to be open with your healthcare provider if you are partaking in, in substances. I know a lot of the time you will check in with a nurse um, before your visit. I always check in with a nurse before my visit and they're like, are you drinking? Are you doing drugs? And I always let them know. And then they let the doctor know. And then, you know, all these notes go into a file, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's just how it works usually. So it's just important to be honest with your healthcare provider about this stuff especially if you have a bad experience because then they can give you tips on how to minimize that or tell you, you know, hey, maybe you shouldn't mess with that. And they can tell you information that you're not going to be able to find on Google all of the time. Google is my best friend and I'm a hypochondriac. So I'm always looking up things like, oh, do I have herpes? Do I have an eye disease? Do I have pink eye? Like I always have these uh, paranoias 
of diseases, the hypochondriac, you know, issues. So it's a lot better to check with a doctor and say, hey, so I'm going to level with you. I did mushrooms. And, you know, how is this going to affect me? Is this a bad thing? Should I do this again? And what happens if I do it again? Me personally, I plan on doing mushrooms again because it was a good experience. It didn't affect my sleep. Uh, I haven't felt manic afterwards. I felt calm and positive and not positive in a hypomanic scary kind of way just positive in a really stable secure way so that's my experience with mushrooms and those are my tips for drug safety and one thing I want to mention at the end of this episode right now (laughs) is if you're doing like party drugs if you're doing hard drugs it's really important to test them before you do them so that you can see if there's any fentanyl in them Fentanyl is like the number one killer of people between the ages of 18 and 40 right now in the the U.S., number one. Number one, more than COVID, you guys. That's a statistic that I've heard that you can look up. So it's really important before you do any drugs at a party that you test them. And they can have, they have Amazon, what am I trying to say? They have test kits on Amazon that can test drugs for fentanyl. So I would encourage you, if you're planning on doing some party drugs like ketamine or molly or anything like this, I would encourage you before you take them to test them and make sure that they're safe for you to use because it's really not worth dying, you know? It's really not worth dying over just to have this experience. It's really important to make sure that you're getting your drugs from a reliable, safe source from someone you trust or from a a provider you trust. That's why I think there's a lot of great, if you have enough money for it, like ketamine therapy can be a really great option because you can get it clinically, you know where it's coming from, you know it's safe, right? So if you have money, I encourage you to look into those options if you want to try psychedelics. Even if you're someone, because a lot of it is people do that for therapy. People do that to overcome trauma, to let go of their issues, to work through their major, you know, subconscious issues. So it can be really helpful for those people who want to do that, right? But then, of course, all of us, sometimes we just want to get down and have a good time. We just want to get down at the party. But I encourage you, before you party, get one of those fentanyl test kits and just make sure everybody's safe. Because you never want one of you, you or your friends to die just because you're doing some drugs. It's really not worth it, you guys. So I really want to encourage you to be safe and um, always test your drugs if they need to be tested. And just make sure that if you're doing drugs alone, make sure you have you have somebody that you can call if something goes wrong that can come help you and that you're in a safe space around people you trust and you're not just taking them from a random stranger off the street, obviously, or a random stranger at a party, obviously. There's just a lot of rules that you need to follow and a lot of safety measures that you need to take in place. But if you do take these safety measures into consideration if you do take them into action, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here, then you can prevent yourself from having a bad experience. So that's why I wanted to share this episode today. I'm sorry that the original one didn't work. I apologize. Thank you all for being patient with me and for listening anyway, even though, you know, I'm always a mess. And if you like what you hear, please leave me a rating, leave me a review. You can find me on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere that podcasts are heard. And you can follow me on Instagram at Manic State of Mind Podcast. DM me if you have a podcast episode idea or if you want to talk, I'm open. And I will see you guys next week or probably not.